This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to another Poetry in Motion podcast with me, Neil Fitzmaurice, as part of Blood Red and the Liverpool Echo. It is Friday the 3rd um, of, what's the month? May. Cheers. <laughs> uh, just got back from Barcelona. And, um, that's why you don't know what day it is. That's why I don't know what day it is. Yeah, I didn't know what day it was just after the final whistle. I've got to be honest with you. <laughs> it was all a bit shell-shocky, but um, anyway, I'm joined by Keeve O'Neill. How are you, my lovely? Very good, thanks. Good, good, good. We will discuss the... Uh, we will do the autopsy in a few seconds. <laughs> and Connor Dunn. Indeed, how are you? I'm all right, mate. You're looking suave as usual. Good. Thank you very he? much. He's it the pin-up boy of the office, isn't he? Isn't he? Isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome, you two. Uh, I was going to say I wish it was in happier times, but it doesn't, you know, we're still flying, aren't we? But that was just one of those matches, because we're going to obviously do the main, the main point of this pod's going to be to, to talk about, to pick and dissect uh, just what happened uh, on, uh, on what day is it now? It's <laughs> <laughs> right now, Wednesday night. <laughs> Tell you. Um, the red day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just what happened to that, on that game, because it was just a nuts. I, I put a photo, I got to my seat and put a photo on, like, taking all the excitement of, of what was going to be and stuff. And then, um, and then everything just sort of went to pieces, didn't it? Um, lots of different things we can discuss on the actual game itself, but let's find out off you two, your, your different views on exactly, talk about it'll be all right tonight, what actually wasn't all right on the night. Start with you, Connor. What, what went wrong? I think a little bit of luck was on Barcelona's side and a little bit of unluck was on Liverpool's side, to be honest, because, you know, a couple of the chances that Liverpool had for Salah, for Mane, you put them in that position nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, they, they score. Premier League, they score. We've seen them score way better goals than that, and I'm sure you're going to come on to that in a minute. And I, ju- I just think, you know, I don't know if Van Dijk was completely on his game that night, and that obviously didn't help. And there was just little things, and it just all, all amalgamated into one loss, didn't it, at the end of the day. And then you also had... Barcelona and Barcelona's players getting in the referee's face and just having a nibble at Liverpool's players and just winding Liverpool's players up and you know that's not really something Liverpool face and that's not really a skill that Liverpool possess either and I know that hurts you overall and that's you know it's essentially a winner's mentality isn't it and that's mm. how they win their game sometimes when they're up against it and they you know they've come out and said afterwards that they've never really faced a team at the Camp Nou like that that have come out and attacked them come out and been so physical and you know had their attacks and had more possession than Barcelona but it's just that extra little something isn't it that Liverpool didn't seem to have on the night. It is. Connor's raised the point there, Kiva, about this. Uh, and interestingly, used the word skill when, you, when you're talking yeah. about this getting in your face kind of mentality. Is that something that we need to acquire or is it something that wouldn't make any difference anyway when you're talking about these big, these huge continents? And there's only really two, isn't it? You're talking Real Madrid and Barcelona. I felt there was a lot of this in the final last year against Real as well. Uh, you know, Ramos just did what he wanted to do, basically. I, I think. Yeah, and Ramos was, knew exactly what he was doing. Almost knew what he was doing. Yeah. Almost knew that there was a there was there was quite a, a way he could go with referees. I thought Messi the other night was just bullying the referee. The referee gave so many decisions to them. Is this something we have to learn to have in our team, or is it something that we have to we have to decide we're never going to have that because we don't play that way? We're just nice, aren't we? And Connor spoke about it before. It's the dark arts of football, yeah. I think you've said. And you know, yeah. that's a great quote. That's a great line. That's how arts. we lost the final last year because of that level of yeah. behaviour. And do we not need? You've seen a bit from Robertson. Obviously, had a little bit of a tussle with Suarez, and in the tunnel there was a few words said. But you feel like he's our maybe source of that little bit of Glaswegian, you know, bit, yeah. bit, bit of steel. Bit fancies himself. Yeah. Um, I think we need we do need that, but at the same time, I do like that we are just a respectful team. But 
at the same time, we need to win trophies. And to win trophies, all the best teams have contained them players who absolutely frustrate you. And Messi does go under the radar for his behaviour at times. Well, we were talking about this and talking about the dark arts of it and the fact that they get in your face and stuff. And then you've got the other side of it, which is... You know, Andy Robinson comes across Messi and then Milner's shoulder charges mm-hmm. him and he's rolling on the floor holding his leg and then sitting there Smiling gesturing the to camera. get a card, but gesturing for cards for them. And you go, well... So this is what I'm saying about how much of a referee's note have they got because, you know, he's doing that on the one side and then he's doing that on the other side and he's getting away with either side I think of it. If, you, if you look at Neymar when we play PSG, he got a lot of stick and he got a lot of stick in the World Cup, but players like Messi don't get it, obviously because Messi is the greatest yeah. player to have ever played the game, I think. Yeah. So he doesn't get that sort of side of it. And it is that South American sort of style of play, what we saw from Suarez. And, you know, fans wanting him to not celebrate and stuff like that. It's great. He is great. He's unbelievable. He just wants to win for his team and he's so committed. And maybe if we had a couple more just... Yeah, in a bit of a dogfight like that, we'd... Who could just do... I mean, all the complaints of have mess. Uh, you know, I can't stand Suarez now. Why? Because he was doing this, doing that. He did exactly the same for the, us. Every team in the Premier League, hate, yeah. everyone hated them. Yeah. I mean, Liverpool I fans. would have liked him to have to have, uh, of, of put a hand up. Because I, I do believe that there is respect for the club. If you were a player, there is respect for the club. I do believe that... And we've seen it time and time again when ex-players come back and score against former clubs. And, and as a fan watching an ex-player... Punish you. It's a horrible it, feeling. It's a horrible yeah. feeling, but it's also nice to know when they put a hand up as if to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I reckon Coutinho yeah. would have maybe probably, had yeah. a muted probably. celebration. But. but as Suarez laughing and giving it all the pointing up and doing all that, I mean, I just thought that was bizarre because uh, and I can understand why people are upset. I'm not upset with what he did in the pitch because that's what he does in the pitch. But it's a little bit disappointing. To be honest with you, the actual things happened on the pitch, result-wise, far outweighed what Gary Lineker did and far outweighed what... It doesn't matter. Yeah, There's a guy who, spe- who played the Barca and Everton. <laughs> what do you expect he's going to do? I mean, to be fair, there would have been Liverpool fans applauding Messi's free kick. I, I, you know. I, listen, I just... that was When that went in, I just laughed. I mean, yeah. I laughed. I really laughed. When that just, got placed, I was. I said to the boys opposite me, I was like, no way. Centre of the goal, 35 yards out. Alisson, Wall, not chance. And he's called it round the it's, it's crazy. He's, there's a, there was, a, there was a, somebody on Twitter last night to put it on and saying I could watch this a, a thousand times a day. And he's just got it on a loop. He sets that ball out. I can't do that. <laughs> he sets that ball out about six feet to the left of the post. Yeah. There's no backlift with him. He just sort of yeah, walks Look, if, the, if that wall moves just... even an inch, he's going to just change his trajectory. Yeah, it's, to, it's crazy. He's, he's just he's unstoppable. He's put it in. Alisson got loads of stick when he first went in. And I think when people retrospectively have looked at it yeah. and gone, you know what? The whip on the ball, the speed and the height and the direction, he's not getting to it. He ain't getting to it. With a wall placed, he ain't getting to that. And you have to, you have to acknowledge the majesty of it. Yeah. And also part of me is, part of me weirdly watches it and thinks... I know where I was when that went in. Yeah. I was there. Yeah, six hundred goals. Yeah, I was six hundred goals. Not many I was there. I can that. turn around and say I was there when Messi did that goal. So it's a tricky one. It's it's a love <laughs> and a hate thing, isn't it? I think getting back to your point though, and we'll pick it up with you, Kiva. Is is Mane does that lift pl- plucks the ball out of thin air against Bayern, sends Noye the shop, and then lifts a ball into net in three touches, and then at the same the same player can can sky a ball over the, over the bar that really just looked, looked to me like it needed to touch a side foot and all the weight was on it it was a beautiful pass by Hendo just lift it over the goalie equally Salah plucks one out of the head against Chelsea <laughs> smashes one into the corner like a rocket and then misses from a yard out are we are we being too 
critical and cynical to say that when when it comes to the really really big stage, they they can sometimes bottle it. Pressure's a funny thing, isn't it? Yeah. I think some of them little moments are just sort of I don't know. It's mad because. Barcelona took their moment. Yeah. We didn't take ours. I think we had three with Milner's chance as yeah. well. Just if you place it anywhere, it's going in. But two of the chances went right to, to Stegen and the other one went into yeah. the stands. You know, it's just it just felt we've watched these players just bag them in all season. And then when it comes to the night when we need just, just one, we needed one goal and it would have changed. Especially the Salah one because it was just, it went against everything. We just... I turned to my mum and just said Messi, and then I looked around. I was like Salah, no. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. it was that one goal could have been all. And we'll get we'll get to chances and we'll get to what we're going to do in the second leg. But I think that one goal just would have been would have made a big difference. It takes away that having to get five because it'll be it'll be uh, it'll be for me it's a long shot for them not to get one. Yeah, I think they're going to score. I think and if that and that puts us in at them, but. I, I, I'm getting to the positives of the game then. There weren't many in, in terms of result, but what it was a great performance by Liverpool. You, you you touched on it before. They worried Barca in a way that they haven't been worried statistically, possession-wise. So let me ask you this then, Connor. Was and I think I know the answer. I think we all do. But let's just try and put it both ways. Do you think? Do you think that was a, a masterclass in absorbing uh, possession and pressure and then countering, or do you think we went there and frightened them and they got lucky? Yeah, I, I honestly do think they got lucky. I think they especially got lucky. You know, when does Salah hit the post from two yards out and with a, a goal, an open goal, essentially? I think how he played, though, Salah specifically, well, I think he was excellent. You know, running through, beating players, going around, literally running around players, getting pulled back, getting fouled he all the time. He looked better than Messi for large parts of the game. Messi was for large parts of the game, wasn't yeah. in the game. He does it sometimes, though, doesn't he? And of course yeah, he does. And of course he does. Pops he does. Up when you... but, yeah, and I just, I just think Barca were lucky that Liverpool didn't score. And I, I think for Barca's goal that hit the bar came back to Messi's chest off, and off Suarez's knee it's just it's ridiculously <laughs> lucky in, and on, again one times out of ten that goes in so you know you can. and Robertson makes a coin. really good challenge but it sort of helps them yeah yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah it is the first goal aside first goal brilliant you know and Matty Bathos was fantastic on yeah, the night I did as well. he was caught cold but then he was caught cold by by Suarez, who who can run channels and and finds space like virtually no other player. The, the ball planet. is sensational. The timing of the run is absolutely brilliant. The goal is almost Exquisite, perfect. Yeah. Basically, you can't really do a lot about. It. You need to be so perfect yeah. if you're going to defend that. I so. mean, that's the one where we go and we're watching that first half. I turns around to the guy next to me. who didn't know, but as you do in the match, you have a little chat with people. And I said, "I'm happy with that. One nil. They they're not getting many chances. Second half starts, and I just felt it was coming. Yeah, I said I, I it's coming. Well. Liverpool going to score. Yeah." It just felt so nailed on because of possession and stuff. What let's let's talk about formation then, because what what do you think? Because a lot of people have talked about it when he set it up. It was a very strange. What is first and foremost? I'll ask both of you. First and foremost, you first, Connor. What was your initial reaction to Trent being dropped for Gomez? Yeah, so I would have started Trent um, purely for how he's played and how con- the consistency of him playing and that Gomez has been out a little while and hasn't really played a really formidable opponent in the sense of Barcelona and you're going to drop him into that. I know obviously Gomez gives you a be- probably a better defensive option, but I think the way Liverpool play, Trent giving you that outlet down the right, Trent giving you it out from defence actually gives you something extra because he obviously tracks back, he obviously can defend. And he's defended really well all season. But yeah, just that extra bit of going forward would have put Barca, I think, more on the back foot, actually, and not allowed them to attack so much down that side. So I think that was an interesting call. And then as well, to the formation and players, when Aldum looked like he was playing like a false nine position in mm. the 
first half and he looked a little bit out of sorts. He played a lot better second half to be fair to him, but I just thought that was an interesting decision. Obviously he had Firmino out, you know, with an injury and it forced hand a little bit of catering and things like that. But I don't know, Henderson's obviously played pretty well further up the pitch and then it just seemed a little bit strange. I wonder whether Kiva he was thinking, because, because you know, we can pick apart his formation on another night it could have worked yeah, really, really well. Yeah. It's, 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 it's fine margins, isn't it? But did you feel it was, in, there was, there was, it was unbalanced but not having treading, trending? Because if you look, if you look back at that game, we made very little forward motion on the right-hand side. It was all Robertson. So you get the feeling that the Klopp's probably gone to, to Gomez. You don't go forward this game. You stay back and you help. So really speaking, we had three centre-backs, didn't we? And I think that affects how Andy Robertson plays as well. A lot more pressure's on him more pressure's to do on him, more. Which he, which he handled brilliantly. But doesn't it unbalance it that we're not attacking from the right as well? Yeah, I think so, definitely. I, I didn't really want... I love Joe Gomez, but I didn't want him starting. Not with Trent, his, He's been out as well. Yeah, he? I just didn't think it was the right the right call from Jürgen. You know, we could be sat here different, bloody hell, you know. And he had a good game. He didn't play bad at yeah. all. But um, yeah, I just thought it was that and when Alden up front was just a bit, you know, you sort of suspected he was going to do something like that. But maybe, I don't know why I didn't maybe just four four two and just have two or even 1-1, one, one, you know, just, I don't know, we needed to sort of blockade the midfield as much as we can. Yeah, you see was... when Messi got the ball, we'd surround him. So yeah. couldn't we have just padded it out a little bit? And then when Henderson come on for, Casey was injured, wasn't he? I thought maybe could have Firmino not come on then because if he's on the bench, surely he's fit enough to play. And then we seen him and he did yeah. look like he had loads of he had energy. He cleared so. off the line, didn't he? So. He had one cleared yeah. off the line. Yeah. I think, I think, I suppose we can look at it as well and say, well, look, you know, it was one nil down for for until that weird couple of minutes mm-hmm. where we where it went. So he's looking at Wijnaldum, who, when we got him at Newcastle, played in a much more advanced role. Yeah, he plays for Holland in a more advanced role. In a more advanced role. Yeah. He, scored, he scored against Huddersfield, broke the deadlock, didn't he, against Huddersfield. Uh, he scored a few goals where, he's, where he's been, he showed really nice touches, you know. So you maybe Klopp's thought, well, I'll have him and then I'll have Hendo to come on if Cater gets a bit tired to short up that. Mm-hmm. He's obviously had to bring him on. Uh, yet another terrible challenge as well bad chance yeah. and went uncarded yeah, yeah. and went undisciplined and yeah. he's out for two months yeah, now. yeah he's, out for the, well, he's out for the season he's done them for the season although the season's almost ended but yeah it's a two but month injury Africa Cup of Nations he'll miss yeah, as well and yeah, that's always yeah. sad for a player you know it is to do that it is to miss that um, so not that I'm, it was an unusual balance but uh, but an unusual formation but one that could have worked yeah one that almost did work as well to be fair you know Liverpool weren't without their chances and as we've talked about Liverpool had the possession Liverpool had their attacks and just didn't quite and come for, off. And for the Barcelona officials and spokesmen and team players to come out as well and say, we haven't been played yeah, against like that. that. Yeah. Um, all right, then well, let's, let's, let's zip forward then. What are the chances? If anyone in the world can do it, we've done it. We've scored three goals against City in 20-odd minutes. We've scored three goals against Milan in nine. Yeah. Something nuts like that. Do you think there's a chance, Keith? Yeah, I'm 100% optimistic. Why wouldn't we be? You know, we've got three games left of the season and everything is, you know, it's out of our hands, but it's still all to play for. And I don't know what, what happened last year getting to Kiev and that was just magical. And then we've sort of been undone there by just, just quality and a, a lot of luck, really. Um, so at, at, under the lights at Anfield, anything can happen. And I'm just... And Will and the fans just to be confident, make it a cauldron. You don't know. We could easily three nil get to extra time. We, you we, don't know or four nil. I'm honestly confident we're going to score goals. And Dortmund but as well. We've done it before, haven't we? With it's Dortmund, just keeping them out. That's yeah. We've got it. It's got to be Virgil Van Dijk has got to be at his most imperious, and that defence and Allison's got everyone has got to play. Jürgen talks about players not 
playing positions, just playing, but everyone's got to just be like, there's, there's no margin for error. No, there isn't, and and in, and of course, you know, Camp New is is a bowl, isn't it? It's a big, wide bowl, and as you as you you know, with the away section, it's perspect off, so you, your songs are bouncing back to you. It's a very clever sort of technique mm-hmm. they use, where where the the noise. It's you wrong, know, lot, it is. It, it's wrong, but it's yet again, it's part of. It's all a part of the psyche the of mentality. these clubs, the winner yeah. mentality of let's not give them a light. Let's have all their music, all their songs bouncing back to them. They knew we were there because we were thumping out at the perspex, but. But yet again, it's one of them things where when they get to Anfield, I mean, you can imagine Arkles Lane. My mate Paul Tremarco was <laughs> the Arkles. Yeah. Uh, and you can imagine the flares going off there. You can imagine it. And and I'm hoping that it doesn't get a bit silly and we don't have any repercussions of the Man City thing, especially on the back of the nonsense that we had over in Barcelona that I'm not going to mention, but we all know about. So I'm hoping that there's, there's we don't give them anything to throw back at us. But if it goes well there, they get to the ground very much intimidated which absolutely we've got every right to intimidate whoever we want yeah, absolutely. as long as it's not it's done in a way that's you know uh, that doesn't go respectful over the respectful intimidation respectful we'll intimidation the dark arts let's bring them here yes, yeah. absolutely we get them in there I can always remember I, I used to say to me mates years ago I saw Pavel Nedved's knees knock <laughs> it's, it's almost a, a tongue twister but when we played Juventus in, in the year we won the, in the year we won the Champions League last the, the, the atmosphere was unbelievable. And I remember seeing Pavel Nedved's shaking. His legs were shaking before the kickoff. Um, it can happen. And and the difference between the bowl of Camp Nou and the cauldron of Anfield that it can be with that noise. We have a part to play as fans, don't we? I absolutely. And I think, you know, with the way Anfield is set with like the four stands, it's like they're, they're so close to the pitch all the way up, aren't they, really? When you think about how many people are in that stadium. And yeah, as you say, the reception that bus should and probably will get on the Arkles is... You know, how wouldn't you be intimidated? Flares, noise, they will definitely know they're coming for a game. Um, and I think it'll make a massive difference. And, you know, Liverpool have such an affinity with the Champions League. Anfield has such an affinity with the Champions League. It's been so many nights and so many times that Liverpool have had wonderful European nights. And, you know, that is why those players will know, Klopp will know, the fans know it will be special. The fans know that, you know, they if they back their team, they've seen that, what that, that can do. They've seen that can do two teams and how they can perform. And, you know, it just could be another really special night. And also, if you add into the mix, Kiva as well, the fact that of the two teams, you've got Barcelona, who presumably think they're in, they're done, all done and dusted. All we've got to do is a bit of housekeeping and we're in. We've got a, a hurt Liverpool team as well. How dangerous can a hurt Liverpool team? Because they've walked off that pitch thinking, like we have, what happened there? Yeah, like how? Did everything right apart from the little tiny bits. So they're going to be hurt, are they not? Yeah, I think, you know, they, they won't have had a lot of time to think about it, but at the same time, like Klopp said today in his pref press conference you know they were straight away thinking about Newcastle at the weekend and that's the focus but at the back of their mind they're going to be thinking right we've got to get like all what went on on the pitch you know all we talk about the dark art stuff like that they're going to be thinking we've got to do something here Virgil van Dijk and I don't know we're a different Liverpool team now we're, we're, we're just we just seem hungrier than we ever have and I just feel like we'll, we will feel that on, on Tuesday and these players aren't going to, you know, depending on what happens at the weekend, Monday, obviously Man City play Leicester and stuff like that. They go into that game. If, you know, something happens that we're either way, if City drop points or they don't, we're going to go into that game hungry as ever and just think, you know, Barcelona might get a little bit of a shock. But then it worries me as well when they played, remember PSG that time, they sort of were shocked and then they just sort of like come out of nowhere mm. and scored loads of goals because... Big teams can just hurt you. Yeah, 
It's 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 going to be it's well it's going to be a difficult game. We know that. But I mean, Roma beat them three 0 last season. They didn't. They're very yeah. much a beatable side. Turned that around, didn't they? Four one in the quarterfinals, yeah. so three 0 up back yeah. at home. So, yeah, they've they've definitely got mistakes in them, and you think. With, there's that stat been floating around on Van Dijk about Twitter he's never been dribble passing the whole season hasn't he and then you look at the game Salah dribble passed centre-back Lenglet mm. three times so you know there's definitely some weaknesses that Liverpool can exploit at the back you know they're obviously sensational going forward but you know we've got some sensational defenders so I think a goal first 10 first 15 minutes yeah. you can just imagine what it's, it's going to be like I remember there. as well last season when we played Man City and won them 3-0 I remember still being scared going into that and that was in a way like where of course. we scored in well, a way and they scored fine. and they scored early. So yeah. Barcelona surely were surely they're not overconfident and thinking they're gonna just cruise through. I think there's gonna be I think there's gonna be obviously there's gonna be an awareness because they are they, they, you know, they're at the top of the game, aren't they? Top of the top of the profession and what they do. Uh, I think there is gonna be an, but I just think there's gonna be a shock in 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 how intense it's gonna be. Yeah, Especially after what we've seen information wise we've gathered now about how they were mm-hmm. and the fact that they were they were playing it. You know, the the sort of, you know, they didn't do it. They, they did. They were they were under heart, underhanded, the dark arts kind of thing. We're going to be carrying that into the second leg, aren't we? And I think there's going to be a lot of nastiness level towards them. I yeah. think we'll definitely win the game, whether it's by the goals that, that we, we needed need, to yeah. win by. But I'm, I'm certain we will, we will win. And you know, if we bow bow out, what an incredible journey we've been to the final last year, the semi final this year. We've played, you know, how many games in the Champions League and how many. Of them seasons, the years before yeah. we were missing out watching other and teams, and still out and still outplayed yeah. the team. To you know, three we now. we qualified weeks and weeks ago yeah. to, for next season's competition. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a Liverpool team now who are on the cusp of playing the third consecutive season in the Champions League. How good's that for the fans? We know it's going to be a draw made in the, after this when in the summer months, and we're going to all be booking flights and looking at different things. Yeah. That's exciting. This Liverpool team are exciting. And whatever happens at the end of this season, you know, next we're going to fight again next yeah. season. It seems like a long time since I was listening on. I was doing a job in uh, in Huddersfield ways last season. I was listening on the radio to us playing Wofford and that wonder strike from Emre Khan was kind yeah, of yeah. what got us the fourth place money. It was that that was he what was sort like of do or die moments, wasn't it really? And you know, you think about that and you think about that and it was a wonder strike. If that had gone in, we may not have been in the Champions League. And uh, Piercy in the last in the last podcast came up with a great with a, a very interesting stat that I hadn't realised that when we scored, when we played our first game in the Champions League this year we hadn't it'd been since it'd been nine years since we've been in the Champions League or something ridiculous it's like that crazy when you think about it isn't it and it's something you almost take for granted now you've been in there a couple of years and that's just you know that's what Klopp has instilled in the fans and it's massive credit to him how where he's got Liverpool now to where they've been but. Yeah, to be without Champions League football for that long is just something you never would even consider with Liverpool, do you? No, just it's no. mad. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Who'd be a manager then? So let's let's look at the <laughs> next game. It's only Newcastle, it's only away, it's only Saturday night, <laughs> it's only completely do or die for the league. How do you set up a team? Knowing that you've got a 3-0 deficit to try and come back to, to be in the final of the greatest club tournament in the world, how do you set up a team now to beat... Uh, 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 they're, they're no pushovers, Newcastle, and they're at home. How do you set that up? That's any difference, Connor? What do you do? How do you approach that as a manager and go, 
do you need to preserve for the Saturday for the for the following Tuesday? Do you need to set out a team? What do you do? I don't even know how to pose the question. <laughs> no, I know. I think it's obviously going to come down to first and foremost fitness and how the players are feeling. If anyone's feeling a knock or anything, because you're going to need everyone at 100 percent if you can. I know it's obviously really late in the season, so people carry little bits of injuries here and there. But I don't know if that's Klopp's thinking with you know defensive prowess of Gomez and then the attacking outfit of Trent's come in against Newcastle and that gives you something a little bit different um, but yeah so it's a really interesting question isn't it and I suppose with a couple of injuries that Liverpool have just well Naby just, Kate just is huge got, now isn't it's, he it's massive and you're just lucky that we've got a few options in the midfield that probably all of them have the ability to cope with what Newcastle have got so that's obviously pretty helpful whatever Klopp wants to set up on Tuesday in the midfield can probably be the opposite on on Saturday Um the front three in Mane, Firmino and Salah are, they play so much football. Mm. Considering the positions they play in, running past players, they're getting knocks, getting kicked all the time. And their defensive qualities as well. Yeah, they're they're back. And they, they work so much and they, they hardly miss a game. And, you know, you get into these points of the season, you know, Firmino's obviously picked up an injury. There was a bit of a rumour about Salah's bruised thigh and things like that. So you think, you know, they're obviously going to be vital and, you want them to play against Newcastle because you, you need to score and we need to win, but you want them at absolutely 100% for Barcelona because yeah. you're going to need them to score <laughs> plenty goals against yeah. one of the world's best teams. So it's, it's tricky. Diego Carigi, Daniel Sturridge. <laughs> I was thinking, do you leave maybe Trent out and just let him be a full... Full fit. Full yeah, a full fitness for Barcelona because he's going to be running up and down. He's a scouser. You saw him last season in the Champions League pumping his arms up at the cop, like, come on. Yeah. He'll bring that. So maybe does Jürgen, it's one of them, if you rest them, do, do they like lose a little bit of momentum? Or like if you rest them, will he be just unbelievable? Because he's going to have to be running all night on Tuesday, isn't he? So- I, think, I think if he plays him at, at, at Newcastle, um, but this works for both, I was going to say, he's going to come on the pitch knowing that he's been... Because I think in the back of his mind, he's going to know that he was dropped because of a lack of faith. Because that's ultimately what this was. This was, I think, a lack of Klopp's faith in his ability to be able to cope with Jordi Alba. Now, how does he feel with that? Because he can't be any other way. He must have pulled him to one side because he's a great man manager. Yeah. But he must have said beforehand, look, I'm going with Joe. Because Joe Gomez has been out. He wasn't playing. He does play in that position, but it hasn't been his favourite position. He was really bedding in as a centre-back alongside Van Dijk. He gets breaks his leg, gets injured, comes back, plays a couple of times in that. Do you think... Looking back at it now, the he was bedding, he was trying to bed Gomez in because he's looking at the Champions League game down the line because he did play in Trent's position to come. Yeah, because Matip hasn't lost his position. Lovren played the other week, but that was just to give Matip a rest, wasn't to give it? Matip a rest. But he didn't put Gomez in there, did he? But he was going putting Gomez in. No, I don't know. I mean, Trent was on the bench, so it's not like he's injured. But do you think there's? Do you think Trent? Do you think it's better to save Trent for the second leg because he's going to want to prove something? Yeah, and it's almost. Like I say, his energy will just be fully up and he'll be like, Barcelona, I haven't seen me yet. And, you know, he's still a young kid to play against Barcelona at Anfield. That's like a dream come true, as it would have been at the new camp. So he must have been sat on that bench thinking, because whoever plays, you're really going to bring on a defender in them types yeah, of games, unless no. it's late on, you know, no. you, you're looking for your attacking players. That's what type of team we are. So I think I would just save him and let him just bottle up all that energy he's got and just just run riot on Tuesday. It's interesting, isn't it? and it's somewhere down the line, but it's been mentioned about Trent's eventual position being In a midfield, midfield. Mm. because he's been known for being that kind of a Gerrard striding forward kind of player. It'd be interesting, not that it was, that's going to feature at all in this, but if you got desperate enough, Naby Case's injury is massive. 
It's massive because it, it messes around with it. Now, we've got Fabinho, who's been an absolute star. Yeah, he's, been in dream, he? he's been incredible. Henderson playing further advanced. I think in hindsight now, he's probably going to look at the fact that Gini Wijnaldum didn't work there. No. Because he, he, he wasn't an attacking threat, was he? He didn't have a shot. He didn't have a shot. He's not known for having shots. I mean, his, no. his goal against Huddersfield was a beauty, but he's not known for it. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe his formation at home is going to be more Fabinho, Henderson, Wijnaldum, um, yeah. and, and Henderson push forward a little bit. Yeah, I would I would say that would probably be it, to be honest. And I think you probably have Fabinho sitting deeper with Wijnaldum and Henderson just in front of him because obviously... Ray Henderson's been playing, running up the pitch. He's just looked a different player, hasn't he? So that that makes sense. And for some of Fabinho's tackles the other night, breaking up some of the player midfield, I thought was just absolutely brilliant. And that is exactly what you want from him. And then he gets his head up, he looks to get Liverpool forward, and I think that's exactly where you'll play him. And that's what probably will happen, um, particularly with Cater's injury. So, yeah, that certainly seems to be the midfield of. I'd like to see Oxley Chamberlain feature in the second half just to get some more minutes in him. Because Copper said today, you of know, Newcastle. He, yeah, yeah. I think he, he he's could, there. We Newcastle. will use him. Yeah. And then you don't know if he if he start if he's in the starting lineup on. Well, Tuesday. he's the advanced position. He's the advanced midfielder yeah. you want, isn't he? If he you're going to have anyone yeah. in, if like you're going to have attacking midfielder, if, is if, it too soon for him? Though that's the sort of. He didn't seem too bad. He has played a few games. I know what you mean. It's whether or not played under twenty three as well against Derby. And yeah, like yeah. That too. It's whether or not the, it's it, it's it's the tension and the stress and and yeah. and the adrenaline it's of more a big than just game, the isn't, it? Yeah. isn't it? That might just push it over the edge and throw you. An interesting one. I'd completely forgotten about Oxley Chamberlain as well. It's been so long since we've seen mm. the kid. But what a story that would be! Imagine he starts against Barcelona. That would be some. Some turnaround well, in a year. Would, that, that would lead to Evertonians moving house, wouldn't it? <laughs> Anything like that happens, it would just lead to mass exodus, wouldn't it? Because that would be too good to be true, wouldn't it? It just shows you, though, doesn't it, when City, when we all sort of when City came that close to moving on to the, to the Ajax thing, you wonder then, again, fine margins, that was another game that we could have, another, another couple of games that we could have done with them having. Yeah, another difficult couple of games, another really big couple of games, and a, a trophy they are so desperate to win. So desperate for all of their efforts. I didn't want to win it, yeah, but I'd like them out. to have because <laughs> yeah. because we now have this backup no. thing with so much at stake in the, in the yeah, league. Yeah, no, you, you kind of feel like that, don't you? But then I also think on the other side of the coin, them going out in the quarterfinals, it just massively shows you how hard this competition is yeah. to win. And the fact that Liverpool were in the semi-finals final last year is absolutely incredible. I mean, Barcelona haven't won this since 2014. You know, it's not it's not easy, and you know that that is proof of what City do. But yeah, you would have liked them to have had a tricky couple of games over in Ajax and back at home. It would have just would have just made them a little bit more fatigued, wouldn't it? I yeah. think, and which is what you, which is what we're discussing now. Looking at players who are carrying knocks, who have got to carry them through, probably get injections to get them through a couple of games, and it, it takes its toll. No matter, it it goes back to the big squad mentality, doesn't it? As well, and we're starting to bandage them up now, aren't we? We're getting near the end. We were doing this much earlier last season. Yeah, we're starting to just bandage them up a little bit. I suppose it's testament to to Klopp's acquisitions and where he's put them as well. Because when you look at the Fabinho's of the world, and particularly I was watching Fred um, playing for Man United against City, and, and United wanted Fabinho to come out recently that they tried to sneak him yeah. at the last minute. Yeah, he did, yeah. What an acquisition he's been. Uh, and, uh, and those Klopp acquisitions, and, and of course the transfer boards uh, um, acquisitions, have really kept us going along this, this league, haven't we? Because we're not bandaging up as much, because we're watching... Absolute class talent like Fabinho. He's been he's been he's been indispensable, hasn't he, this season? I thought last year we you know, fans were calling for more transfers. We wanted all the players, didn't we? But the ones Klopp got and obviously Kate had arrived as well. I just thought they were spot on and 
you couldn't really ask for more maybe than just sort of that. We had Gomez though, so it weren't that. Obviously, he got injured and then Lovren had his injury, so Matt had to play. But he's come, you know, up smelling of roses, hasn't he? Um, yeah, Klopp got it spot on and the transfer, whatever, whoever he goes through, that, you know, just to get these players over the line when a lot of other clubs were looking at them. You know, yeah. Alison Beckett is Brazil's number one. A highly sought after goalkeeper, but we signed him. Fabinho come in. I think it was two days after we lost him. I mean, no one knew about Fabinho. It was yeah, just he just turned up, didn't he? Hi everyone! What yeah. a nice, nice surprise! He got us over our little. That was uh, him. We've got Bobby Firmino to thank for a lot of that as well. Yeah, he had good so. chat with him, didn't yeah. he? So you know, we've we've got these players and they've bedded in. What a debut season! Twenty Premier League clean sheets for Alisson. Fabinho's come right into himself, and um, we've got next season to fight with. Oxley Chamberlain in the mix as well and yeah. players like that and, you know we might buy one or two a couple couple ago maybe more um, so yeah just it's a great time to be a Liverpool fan yeah. whatever happens in the next few weeks it's going forward it feels like we've built something now we're not a team that'll just be chasing for fourth we'll be getting fourth every year and battling out for the Premier League title yeah, and other titles as well. You really feel now that we are, we are because of, because we deserve to be an effort, not because of luck or because, you know, inconsistency and we win a few, we lose a few. We're a, we're a, we're a, we're a major force in, 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 in football again and it's, and it's good to see. It's a shame now, just picking up on what you've just said about about the timing of Naby Case's injury because he was just starting to find his feet, wasn't he? Yeah, exactly. Just taking a little bit more time to just get embedded into the speed of the Premier League and the physicality of it, clearly. And he just, he just saw something. You just think, oh, here he is. And then, yeah, it's terrible timing. But again, they probably knew what they were doing, if I'm honest. Yeah. Oh, well, again, so, we go back to that, the dark arts. They definitely did. Yeah. Look at them players, get a little late footing. I, again, no, I, I, going back to that because what we is what we started with. I think that I would... If we tried that, I honestly think there'd be cards pulled out straight away. Yeah, I just I think well. there's yeah. a there's a there's a um, there's a lack of balance in the way these decisions are made, and I just feel that they they favour them. I know people listen to. I go, oh, yeah, you're saying that because you're talking about you know. It's, it's never a way of doing it though, and it's not just Liverpool. They've done it to to be fair. They do it all across the Champions League against yeah. all of the teams. It's just you know they're just clever at it, aren't they? And they're you well see, practiced. You see, Milner's <laughs> little sort of push on Messi stuff like that he's done that against Neymar didn't he as well Milner's got it in him that little bit oh, yeah. of but, so, that, but he got carded for that though didn't he I think uh, he did, might have got away with that did he get away with that I think he got a card did he but maybe yeah I don't think it was for that challenge on Messi though yeah 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 yeah. Well, it's big isn't it we've got some big games to come up but like you say that was an interesting combination you could be going it could be that we are looking to excuse me I just whacked the mic it could be that we are looking to the storages again of the world just just to get us over. Just to get us over the line. I mean, he's another one. And what? What? Because you know, uh, there are rumours that he's going to join Robbie Fowler in Brisbane, but he's clearly not going to be with us anymore. This no. is the last season we're going to yeah, see. Yeah, he's Daniel going in the summer. Yeah, he's going in the summer. He's, you know, he's been he's been an enigma, hasn't he? Let's just call it that because because he he showed an incredible quality when he first came. Then injuries came. You know, he was made out of crisps for a while. When he yeah. was just going, a few and loans here and there, a few loans, but now. I mean, you know, we can thank him for the Chelsea goal at least this season because yeah. it was an absolute screamer. Well, but... to be honest, you thought, didn't you not think at that point, oh, Sturridge may have revived himself in this pre-season. Yeah. He's scored an absolute screamer, didn't he? Yeah. And then you're like, and then he's just fallen by the way again. And by the way, just before he scored that screamer, we played them in the Carabao Company pieces, but he did the same thing, the same shot yeah. and hit the bar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. And his pre-season was excellent as well. And that's why yeah. Klopp obviously brought him back into the fold. And yeah, he looked really exciting. He looked, oh, yeah, he's going to be the backup striker Liverpool are needing this year to come and replace Salamani or Firmino, whoever gets injured or needs a rest or whatever. And he just sadly hasn't to be. But I think obviously Origi's obviously given a 
different option in the last yeah it comes in more doesn't it where the storage so just floats around the box that's been I think ironically this year it's been it's been the unfortunate thing for storage that he hasn't had a chance to break in as much because it's very hard to break up that front three isn't it Um, and I think that's frustrated him because he has come on and done a few bits but it would be interesting if he had something to say I think it's hats off to him because he's kept himself fit for most of the season I don't think he's had any injuries has he not that I can recall but um, Klopp started him against Huddersfield and I think it was because he works hard in training. Surely mm. this, that's well, why... Well, that's very much influences Klopp's decisions, doesn't that, it? Is that's how you why Klopp chooses players because, you know, they work hard in training. What do you do on the training ground? You know, that picks his team for him. And, you know, to know Sturridge is still working hard, is it's, it's really nice, isn't it? And, you know, we would say in months, I think when he'd scored that Chelsea goal, what if we do go on to win? It'd be great for him to depart Liverpool with a Premier well, we League winner's medal. We all want him to do well, don't we? I think that's the thing. I think he's... He's been unlucky, hasn't he? He's been unlucky and he's been a little bit of an enigma. And he has, there are times when he's frustrated us as fans, but I think generally as Liverpool fans, we love the players that play for us and we always want the best for, for the players that play for us, I think. Um, and we do for him. And it, I, I just feel like there's a sting in the sail coming and I feel like people like that or Oxlade-Chamberlain could just provide yeah. that moment. Call me a dreamer. But wouldn't it just You're be amazing? You're not the only one. We're not the only one. That sounds like a great lyric. Um, <laughs> wouldn't it be amazing though, Tuesday night, if we can just... Get that atmosphere bang on, which I know it's going to be. I know the atmosphere is going to be because we never let the fans never let the team down like that. That's going to be an absolute cauldron, and it's just about our players coping with it better than Barcelona's. And let's face it, we'll be used to it, the Europeans. And I don't think, do you, that Barca and the Barca fans are going to know. I mean, when was the last time Barca were here? Two thousand and nine. Yeah, was it the group? The group's after that, or so was it 2007 we lost? Yeah, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a long time. It's we been a 10-year period. At one point, didn't we? They're not far off a 10-year period since they will have known an atmosphere like this. And I know, don't get me wrong, there are derbies in in in, uh, in La Liga and there are tough games in La Liga, but I just feel like there's that expectation, there's a weight. You know, we've got the echoes and the ghosts of previous decades still bouncing around that ground, and it's just about getting them off foot and getting something in early and just... Pushing forward. We can get a couple of early goals, even just one going in a half time like they was, and go. You know, we've just got to do what they did basically, and you know, I think we can definitely match them. And the only sort of worry for me is, <coughs> excuse me, um, Messi. This was his season when he obviously took like the captain's armband, and he said at the beginning of the season to the players, you know, like the Champions League, that's my goal. Yeah. Obviously, winning the league, the that's win, their bread and butter now. Like Atletico Madrid come sort of close a few weeks ago and then once it all happened with Diego Costa and Barcelona won and then that was sort of that then. Um, This is the one he's wanted and they've rested him for, I think, like maybe like uh, over like half the games in April. I think they've rested Valverde. Preparing him for for this because this is his dream. You know, they won't admit it openly, but watching Real Madrid, they're, Biggest rivals. Yeah. That's the biggest probably rivalry in world football, really, the most watched anyway. And, you know, to watch them do the treble of European Cups, that would have just been so painful, especially for Messi. You know, he's he's looking for his fifth. And, like, to win as many as us and as many as Barcelona have won now mm. as just one player is incredible. And, you know, we've, we've got to stem that. We've got to stop that hunger. <clears throat> and we've got to have our own. And we will have our own desire because of what happened last season and... 
you know, these players will have that. And I'm just I'm just hoping for everyone was laughing at us, you know, on Wednesday, but hopefully we can be the ones laughing come this Wednesday. Well that's a great point that and we're gonna round it off on that because now let me just let me just give some facts out to those laughing at us because, you know, you are fair game, aren't you, at the end of the day? Yeah. And it is one of those things where, uh, you know, I was just on Blocksville yesterday. <laughs> I was having people follow me, right? And what I do now is when people follow me on Twitter, my main, my first thing is I find out who they support. <laughs> and if they're City fans or United fans, I can't be bothered with it. I just can't be asked because I know that down the line... The nibbles. They're just going to yeah. have a nibble and yeah. I can't be... They're only going to get blocked then anyway. So I might as well just nip save it in them, the same nip it in the bud. So there's been just loads. Just don't follow me. Just don't bother, you know. Uh, so just to round things off, just so we remember that the people who are taking the mickey out of us for the results, just remember Everton fans taking the mickey. You're on 50 points and we're on 91. We are 41 points. Are you listening out there? <laughs> we are 41 points ahead of you. Can you remember a, a deficit like that? Can you remember a gap that big? I can't. It's bigger than the Watford gap. That's a huge gap. <laughs> Huddersfield and Fulham are both relegated have 40 points. So yeah. combined them two and a point we're ahead of Everton. It is quite remarkable. It is remarkable. We are 27 points ahead of Man United. 27 points ahead Enjoy of the Man Europa United. League chaps. Enjoy, the, yeah, enjoy your Thursday night football, guys. <laughs> uh, it is incredible. Um, you know... Keep believing, keep believing. I believe more in this side now than I've believed in a football team in many, many years. Even, you know, the, the Brendan Rodgers, when we had Suarez and we had this incredible ability to burst forward and destroy teams. Even last season, when we had this ability, this swashbuckling, getting forward, scoring four, scoring five, it always had that feeling of, we've got to score four to get away with the results here because you can be sure we're going to let in three. That isn't the case now. We've got a team now to believe in. We've got a team to back. We've got a team to watch in wonder because they went. This is what I seen from the new camp the other night. I saw us absolutely take it to them. No fear. There was no fear in us. I, I saw them. I saw a, a belief. I saw a strength and belief that every single one of them lads on that pitch went. Let's have it. Let's have it and let's take it to them. And we very nearly put took it off. We could have gone there and tried to play for the nil nil. We might have got beat two nil, but played rubbish. Mm. We could have done. Could have got beat 5 0. We could have got beat 5 0 the other night. Let's face it, Becker saved us up from a couple at the end there. There was a couple of chances. Klopp was when, telling him to go up, weren't he, at the end? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was Robertson sho- shoved him back, yeah. wasn't he, to get back. Um, I think, uh, you know, apart from the bit where it went a bit wobbly, we took it to them. We took it to them with a belief, with a passion, and with, and with an ability and a skill that we know we've got. We've just got to take that again. Whatever happens, this season has been just phenomenal for me as a football fan, as a Liverpool fan. Pure proof that this isn't a one-season wonder. Pure proof that it's going to last. Um, it's a team full of absolutely world-class players. If Liverpool don't win anything this season, absolutely bet and be sure they'll be there next year. Yeah, totally. That's the difference. We are long-term. We are getting it right. He will bring in players as well, Kiefer, that we know we're going to... He's talking to players like Insigne from Napoli. And you can see the, en- the energy players he wants. You can see that he's an energy player. He scored against us in the last couple of seconds in the, at, at their place. You can see he's one of them players. If he gets play- players like that, uh, he's going to be getting the players to fit. That, we now know we have a manager as well that gets the players to fit into his plan. Yeah, he's got a model, a long-term he's got plan, a long-term plan. And he won't go for it if it's not going to work out. We, look, we saw yeah. that with Fakir, obviously, at the injury or whatever. You know, he will just say, no, pull out last minute. Like, you know, and these players want to come. And who doesn't want? I'd want to play for Liverpool. Everyone, every player should want to play for Liverpool. The team they've got, they know. It's it's just a matter of time. It's coming. Good yeah. things are coming. But that's it, isn't it, as well? And the point you make about Man United being out there, 
if you're saying to players, come and play Champions League football, they're going to have to say, oh, come, we're on a bit of a rebuild it and we'll probably get it next season. Yeah. If you're in the peak of your career, footballers know that their you know, careers aren't really long and they have a short lifespan. They want to go in their peak. They want to go and play the best football in their peak. So we're in such a good position right now. We really are. Long may I continue. Just not the positivity. Let's be positive. You know, it's 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 an uphill challenge, but we've got the we've got the calves for uphill. That's what we have now. <laughs> Shakiri calves. We have the Shakiri calf. There's another one we haven't even mentioned. <laughs> we haven't even mentioned the Shaq. Would it be great if he come on? I mean, he can turn a game. He can indeed. He can turn a game. I was he thinking he was going to call upon him the other night because he was sort of the camera pan mm. to him, and I was thinking, hey, you don't know. You just don't know, do you? It's all up for grabs. Uh, thank you for listening. And also, I always like to say, all the people listening overseas, all the ones that listen anyway, all the ones that download, really appreciate it. Uh, we really appreciate your support. Not only on this one as well, but Ali Rouge and the Blood Reds as well. Appreciate it. Um, keep the faith. Keep the faith. We have the ability. We have the team. We have the fans. We can do anything. So uh, let's push on Saturday. Let's get Newcastle out the way. Sorry, Rafa. And um, <laughs> and let's push on for Tuesday. Uh, for now, it's uh, this is it. It's been Poetry Emotion. Thank you for listening once again with me, Neil Fitz, with Kiva O'Neill. Thank you very much, Kiva. Thank you very much. And with Connor Dunn. Thank you very much, Connor. Thank you kindly. Uh, we shall see you on the next one, or you shall listen to us on the next one. Up the Reds. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.